The Women Mind the Water podcast engages artists in conversation about their work and explores their connection with the ocean. Through these stories, Women Mind the Water hopes to inspire and encourage action to protect the ocean and her creatures. Today, I am speaking with Jennifer Ensley Smith, a creative and energetic entrepreneur who lives and works in Acumal, the town on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Jen is a business and community leader who, in addition to serving food to the locals, operates Tortuga Escondida, a residency center for marine ecology researchers and artists from around the world. Jen also is the founder and executive producer of the Acumal Arts Festival, an annual event with participants that come from the local community across Mexico and around the world. More than 100 artists come together annually to paint murals, present workshops, perform, and engage with others. Please tell me more about the Acumal Arts Festival. How did you conceive the idea? So during, as most things, when they go through a rapid development, and that's definitely what happened with the Riviera Maya, um, when I moved, for example, even 20 plus years ago, when we were relocating and moving to Mexico, shortly after that, Playa del Carmen, for example, was actually considered the fastest growing city in the world. Um, Tulum has gone through a huge, went from nothing. I mean, Tulum was like little hippie sticks on the beach and now is one of the swankiest little spots in the world. And so as things go through rapid development with a lot of money behind it, um, things like ecology, environment can kind of get stomped on, you know, with progress. And Akimal is a very special place. We're known for Akumal means place of turtle and Maya. And we actually have one of the highest nesting areas of sea turtles in the world. And they're all federally protected. And what was happening with all of this quick development, this rapid development is we went from this tiny little sleepy town, which were really not that big at all, to all of a sudden 5,000 people a day were coming to our little beach and doing snorkel tours with the turtles. And they were touching the turtles. They were trampling all the seagrass that the turtles um, were eating. And so the turtles were becoming very stressed out and were creating all these horrible tumors and they were dying. The, the whole coral system was being polluted, contaminated. There was no infrastructure. So it was like a little bit of everything where you had this jewel of a paradise. And then a matter of a few short years was being act- actually destroyed and I was very angry at seeing what was going on, and um, I decided that I wanted to help make a change. And my original idea with the Alchemal Arts Festival was to paint on the bridge um, to cover up some of the graffiti that had just happened, just to make the entrance into Alchemal a little bit nicer. And then our focus for the festival has been painting in the Pueblo, which the Pueblo is on the other side of the highway where all of the the locals live. And then you have the highway that divides. And then on the ocean side where you have all of the condos and the houses and the hotels where all the tourists stay. So with the creation of the Akimal Arts Festival, it was to give people another another thing to do when they came to Akimal. I mean, we were loving the turtles to death. And so with the creation of the Akimal Arts Festival was to give people a reason to go into the Pueblo, to support the businesses in the Pueblo, to give them something else to do besides just go to the beach and do the turtles. And so 
um, originally when we conceived of the idea of the Occupy Arts Festival, it was going to be, you know, a couple of little artists do maybe a couple of classes for the kids and paint a couple of murals. And when you throw something out to the universe, sometimes you're showered back with, with gifts. And this is what happened with the Occupy Arts Festival. We, first year, we had over 100 artists that came in from all over Mexico and all over the world. We painted 100 murals. We did 100 art classes for the kids. We had every single child that lives in the Pueblo um, paint artwork, and that was displayed. And it just really kind of brought the whole community together because there was a lot of conflicts going on within the community with the rapid growth and these outside companies making money, the locals were being taken advantage of. So it was kind of like Akimal was at a point where something needed to happen, and um, the Akimal Arts Festival definitely helped kind of pull everything together. It was a community engagement project, basically. So it sounds really like a very worthy cause, but uh, there's a lot that's involved in bringing a festival like that to fruition. So what challenges did you face in bringing their festival to reality? Um, it was <laughs> so not having any experience in murals or running an arts festival or doing any sort of anything. Um, I kind of just dove head into it and I had been doing event planning and especially like destination weddings for, for several years. So I realistically, I just treated the Akimal Arts Festival as a destination wedding. You know, we needed to get accommodations for people. People needed to be fed. They needed materials. We had all kinds of events and musical uh, numbers throughout the festival. So um, just basically called in every favor from all of the owners in town. I, I, I begged people for donations to buy paint. Um, I could be very persuasive. <laughs> uh, we, I think we got like 150 or so applications. And 100 people actually made the journey to Mall to paint with us and word really spread among the artist communities. Um, you know, come people got online, they told their friends. And so we had huge showing with like 18 people who came over from England. We had a big showing from New York, uh, out of Miami. We had people from Russia. We had people from all over the world that were coming in, not including all the international artists that came in from other parts of Mexico. That's mind blowing what uh, <laughs> connections can do. So, um, is, is there um, some, well, let me go back and say, why murals? The idea was with all of the rapid growth that was going on in Akimal, all the, the tour operators and the turtles, the whole entrance into Akimal used to be very, you know, picturesque and it was growing and we weren't getting support from the municipality as far as trash pickup. There was a couple of like some graffiti that was kind of happened on the bridge so the, the first year we focused on, as always, the bridge, because that is, um, it's a large bridge that crosses the highway and uh, so has, has a lot of space. So on the bridge, we did 60 murals. And then all it other- It is a large bridge, 60 murals. Wow. And these are big murals. I mean, these aren't like small. I mean, they're, they're very large murals. And then we also focused- everything else in the Pueblo. I didn't want to do anything on the beach side because the, the beach side always gets the focus. And 
really the part of the, the festival it was it was a community engagement project. And so we wanted to give people a reason to go to the Pueblo. We wanted them to go over there and visit the shops, visit the restaurants, you know, because people have been saying that the Pueblo is dangerous, that not to go over there. And that it just wasn't true. Um, and so it was one of those things where it was kind of like, it, it was just really this abandoned little Pueblo that really had never received the attention that it deserved. And so we painted in the schools, we painted in the park, we painted on the police station, we painted on basically all the public spaces. Um, and then a lot of the artists who are, they're just the most amazing creatures. They <laughs> just kept painting and they just kept wanting to keep painting and, we had, they were supposed to like, you know, come for the festival and there were several that just were going to travel throughout Mexico and fell so in love with the community that they just kept staying in Alcamal and they just kept painting. And we had a couple of artists that started to paint some of the houses, like the, the people would ask if, well, can you paint a little something on my house? And so they started painting uh, a couple of the, the houses and during the second year during the festival, we actually did a, a whole program called Casa Bonita, which was we reached out to different homeowners in town and with an application process if they would like artists to paint their houses because we wanted to then, you know, have the art spread through the Pueblo, not just concentrate it in the, the, the public areas, which, of course, we redid the ones that needed to be redone, but then really to kind of like continue that art throughout the Pueblo. And to date, we have over 350 murals that we've done in the past uh, three years. The bridge is always the showplace for us. So uh, our philosophy on the bridge is we paint as needed uh, the bridge. So, for example, the first year, we, there was nothing on the bridge. We painted, you know, 60 murals on the bridge. The second year, we painted a good majority of the murals over again, just because the wear and tear and they were peeling and they didn't look that great um we were able to keep probably i think we kept about 10 or so or 12 on the bridge from the first year to the second year and then everything else we repainted um this past year due to covid we canceled the full-blown festival and in the end we just worked with local artists do you think the festival engages people in caring about the ocean they do, because we always put out themes for the festival and um, the, the, the ocean, nature, you know, Mexican culture, those are always our themes. You know, we don't do anything uh, uh, too political. I mean, it's, it was really one of those things to be very respectful of the Mayan culture, the Mexican culture and the environment. And because, you know, we are located in Acamal, which is a place of turtles, a very popular theme is uh, turtles. The marine, just, you know, the, the reef and underwater and fish and things like that. And also the, the jaguar, because, you know, we are in the house of the jaguar, the jungle meeting, meeting the ocean. Um, the most political piece that we have done was actually Damien Mitchell and Hisco. And Damien Mitchell is originally from Australia and Hisco is Mongolia, which is considered one of the most polluted places on earth. And they did a, a beach scene where there was turtles and beer cans and trash all over the beach and everything was on fire. And it's a great piece because it really was, I mean, that was our most political one. And there was actually a boat parked in front of it. They ended up painting the boat with like the uh, boat on fire and octopus coming over. It was a very cool, a cool piece, but there's been countless, countless uh, um, marine inspired murals with, uh, you know, 
trash in the ocean, like with turtles, we had, you know, one with a, a, a turtle plant the first year, uh, Luis uh, Valle painted one with a turtle with a, a face mask because they can't breathe because of the, the pollution. And so that is definitely a reoccurring theme, unfortunately, but it's great because it, it brings awareness and it, it starts the conversation. So can you think of one mural that best exemplifies what the festival is trying to do? And can you tell me a little more about who painted it and what they were trying to depict? Uh, one mural, that's so hard. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite? I have so many favorites. Every time I see one, I'm like, this is my favorite. Then I look into the next one. Oh, this one's my favorite. I have, I have countless favorites. Um, Right now, a very, it, one of the large ones that we have that's underneath the bridge that actually Days did, who was one of the original street artists um, from New York. He started back in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, painting on the, the subway cars. And he was one of the first uh, street artists to kind of like make the leap into doing uh, uh, more murals and galleries and, and things like that. And he painted, um, it's a very large mural underneath the bridge. It's this large turtle and below it um, is different beer cans and trash that is, 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 is at the seabed. And every time you pull out of Aki Mall and you look both ways to get pulled onto the highway, you stare right into that turtle. And the turtle, it's, it's, it, he's so talented. I mean, the turtle, like, its gaze just follows you. And so it's just one of those things for me. Every time I pull out of Aki Mall and I see that, it really makes an impression on me because here we are place of the turtles and at the base of the, the the seabed we have trash you know it is it is a reality and so you definitely get that over and over and over again you know it doesn't take a much to change and you know one person can change one person and then that it's kind of like a chain reaction and, and so I've always been a big believer in community. I've always been a big believer in that, you know, we have the power to make whatever you want happen. It has changed everything. Um, and, and for me, it's just one of those very simple, simple things where, you know, it was, it was a lot of work on my part, but for me, I've gotten, I received so much satisfaction out of that. And it has started this whole chain reaction of community engagement. The people are, you know, cleaning up the trash, the streets are clean, the children have, you know, have uh, an awareness of art. We've been doing, still continuing with art classes. It has just shifted and changed everything and there's been an economic boom in the pueblo with tourists that are going there every day to find the murals we're also going to the stores and eating at the restaurants and it's just one of those things where it really just started with an idea and some paint but you would never think that it would be such a powerful you'd have such a, a um a meaningful you know impact so so what's next for the festival? So this year, because COVID ruins everything, I am just doing kind of like open walls this year, which means um, we won't be doing a full festival. We've actually switched the festival. It's going to be in January in 2022. Um, this year is kind of like a regroup year where we have tourists who are just kind of dropping in and painting. Um, I have about one 
artist a week, más o menos, that is coming by and I'm continuing to find walls for them and they're open to come in and, and paint. We're doing kid, uh, art classes with the children. So just kind of like a more of a relaxed, open style. Um, and then we will regroup for the festival in its full glory in January of 2022, where we will have artists coming in, where we'll do all the events and the music and the, um, all the festivities in the evening. And so just kind of give everybody a, 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 a regrouping kind of year. Very nice. Well, I'm very grateful to you for sharing your story about the Occidental Arts Festival. Um, and I look forward in the future to speaking with some of the artists that participate in the festival. I've been speaking with Jennifer Ensley Smith for the Women Mind the Water podcast series. The series can be viewed on womenmindthewater.com and the audio only version is available on the Women Mind the Water website and on iTunes. Women Mind the Water is grateful to Jane for her song, Women of Water. All rights for the Women Mind the Water name and logo belong to Pam Ferris Olson. This is Pam Ferris Olson. Thank you for listening.